my fellow listeners, it is with great regret that I inform you all today that Roderick does not rule. It is a day that will live forever in infamy. But I know that if we band together, we will get through this dark period of our time. You gotta be fucking kidding. Here's the first movie. Did you know I'm utterly insane? Peel that pig and slash him thick. The body count is always bigger. Hi, I'm Chucky. Wanna play? And the fucking trees walked in those movies. Hi, doggy. <laughs> what a story, Mark. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled. Just like uh, your opinion, man. Life moves pretty fast. If you want your sequel to become a franchise. 37, 37 dicks in a row. I'm your number one fan. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Marathon Me with your hosts, Reese and Kane. And we are back today with another Marathon Me update episode, going back and revisiting the Diary of a Wimpy Kid franchise because. There's a new one that just came out of nowhere, it felt like, to me anyway. Yeah, yeah, no, it was the same. I actually forgot that they were making more of these animated, um, not remakes, like just, like, these just animated adaptations of the books and all that. Like, I mean, you, you forgot that the first one existed, right? Oh, yeah, I keep on forgetting that the first one even existed. I I think we all did, honestly. After watching it as well, it's like, how did this even get a sequel? I I don't know. Like, was it financially... Was it financially successful, the first one? So that's the thing with, like, with streaming things, right? Is Mm. that on Disney+, Plus, it just had to have enough people to click it that probably would have clicked on it to put it on for their kids or something in the background. Didn't need to be good. Just had to have... And, like, IP behind it to make it interesting and have a parent put it on for their child. And that's what would have made it successful. Yeah, I think also because, like, you know, it's just, like, any old cartoon or it doesn't matter about the quality. The parents just like, oh, this is nice. Put it on. And it's like, they're not long either and they're not exactly complex movies. So and they're, like, they're not, like, demanding the child's attention. Also, wouldn't have cost that much money, it looks like. So. <laughs> it definitely does not look like it costs a lot of money, these films. But anyway, before we go get into the actual film... Oh, yeah. You're going to give some life updates? Uh, this is... I'm just here to... I just wanted to say that this is our first post-Sydney podcast that we're recording yeah, we're, we're- since <laughs> I have moved to Sydney, because a lot of the other American Pie uh, podcasts that you all would have just heard, they were all done in, in a backlog sort of thing. Mm. So now this is our fourth set that we have used <laughs> for Marathon Me, which is in like... So we're in sort of like a weird shed... At, sort of shed... Uh, area connected to my parents' house that used to be a salami room before we moved in. Salami room? What? Look really? at the room. Yeah. It looks like that you could hang salamis around in here, right? I mean, that's not the first thing I would have thought of coming in here, but hey, salami, hey, you know, if you want to put salami in here, then, you know, go off, Kings. And we, we thought that it probably wasn't the best use of space to have a whole room dedicated to salami making, so instead, it's now like a storage area and now a podcast set. Well, I mean, you can also maybe put up some salamis if you so desire and all We that. totally could. It would give a little bit more atmosphere and, like, quench our, quench our nostrils when we're recording mm. the podcast. It would also help, Um, it would also, you know, satisfy the one fly that's in the in the set right now. Oh yeah, hopefully you guys can't hear that, but there's a fly that's just going around being really really loud. Yeah. But it's far enough away from the mic that it should we've be got fine. A, we've we've got like a nice little like captive audience member at the moment. He's like coming to observe us in, yeah, in our yeah. elements. And our, uh, our first post Sydney episode, um, our first episode like in the in the Sydney era, you know. Yeah. So then we we have to have a guest, which is this fly going around. God bless. And I think that we should introduce the film, which is Diary of a Wimpy Kid Two: Roderick Rules. 2022. Mm, this seems a bit familiar, Reese. Okay, time to go. 
You can't leave me and Roger alone together for a whole weekend. Don't forget to unload the dishwasher. I can teach you lots of things, little brother. I call it my Roderick rules. Don't you mean Roderick's rules? Roderick rule number one, no apostrophes or any other nerd stuff. We are loaded diaper! One, two, three, four! What's rule number two? You only get one rule a week. That's Roger rule number two. That's not fair. Rule number three, life's not fair. And now you made me break rule number two. <sighs> Roderick's been taking me under his wing, been teaching me a bunch of stuff. What kind of stuff? <laughs> You've got potential, little bro. Trailer itself is pretty run of the mill, you know, it's just whatever. But something that caught my eye in here at the very end is that they're like, they say parents streaming on Disney Plus. Not just streaming on Disney Plus, it's just parents. Like, they know that no sane minded person above the age of 10 is going to watch this unless you're a parent showing your child under the age of 10. Put this on for visual stimuli for your children on Disney Plus. Yeah, nothing else engaging. Just just nice visual stimuli to keep your kids quiet for one hour. But is it even nice visual stimuli? Because so so we watched this in crisp 4K up oh, in my brother's the, bedroom. The way it was meant to be watched. Yeah, I know, right? And <laughs> And man, the animation I immediately immediately struck me to look like a kid's PS2 game cutscene. It does not look good. I, I wasn't thinking PS2. I was thinking more so like like that that works as well. I was just thinking like it just looks like one of those like those cheap games that you get on like Steam for five dollars and all that, especially with like a lot of the background assets in this movie just look like just like cheap like layouts in a video game you know yeah that's fair that's like, like fair. just something on steam all of them do look like just props that's put in there and it's with like how uh, like i i sort of hate just how unnatural all the locations look here mm. like you go into the basement and it's so clean and crisp and there's nothing there it's also really big as well like there's multiple rooms in the basement oh yeah the basement's a whole other whole other freaking beast but, yeah <laughs> but like it th yeah th this animation i am not a fan of it it's definitely trying to d be a little bit more experimental than the last the last one that we saw but still is ultimately it, not endearing it's like i didn't want to go into this movie hating it like i like you know because I, I i don't i I can't say I hate the the first one that came out. It just did nothing for me. I felt nothing from it. And this one, I will say, honestly, the tiniest bit better than the previous. Oh, I at yeah. least remember some stuff about this one. I'll at least remember some stuff like a week from now. But like it nothing stood out to me. And the animation, it just it's it solidifies my point that I had about the the first movie that came out last year. Jeff Kinney's like art style does not translate well into a 3D into a 3D um, environment. Yeah, it doesn't work. It just doesn't work. The the uh, the last one that was made for Disney Plus, mm. I feel like just I really disliked in in reflection because it feels like that it empties your mind. Like your brain just feels like an empty husk yeah. watching that film. It just this one is a little bit like that, but there's a little bit more to grasp onto because there's more sort of themes I think going on with like. Like the, the 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 source material is a lot stronger than the original book, mm. um. So so I think that that's maybe what uh, it is adding to Roger rules, um. But it still for the most part, I was not having a great time. No, me neither. Like the only ah, oh, 
the only kind of reason I think I was having a good time watching this movie was mainly just because it just felt re- like it felt really good to just be back doing a marathon me viewing experience, you know? Yes, like, it has been months it, since we watched has, the movie together. It has been very long, and I think that the last one we watched was American Pie Girls Rules. What a <laughs> can can I please just highlight as well how fun it is that we're giving this marathon me update in the middle of our American Pie franchise. I know this is very like it feels almost inappropriate in a way you know we're very just ta- left to field i know we've been talking about like you know like uh, movies made for adults only and all that like very like you know raunchy humor raunchy sex humor and now we're talking about just some garbage kids movie that yeah came out, like yeah. earlier this movie came out in, on december 2nd yeah like this movie just came like we said it in the intro this movie came out out of nowhere yeah completely so so you guys will be getting it a whole like we weren't oh, we weren't all on top of it, so we didn't get it out on like the first week of its release. So you're gonna be hearing this probably a month after its oh, release. No. So yeah, I know, upsetting, but yeah, you know, it, 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 geolocation was the was the reason the, why. The people need to. The people like are probably like itching and begging to know what what the marathon me boys think about Diary of a Wimpy Kid to Roderick Rules 2022. I reckon people just thought that we would have overlooked it, but no, 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 we're ba- No, we got to make sure we get you guys the content. You deserve and when the last straw comes out next year which it will we'll be covering that as well I, I think that it is I think that there's like a couple that have already been greenlit yeah, and, and it'll I, just be it's definitely going to be a yearly release schedule oh, I think so and I, I hate so. I hate that you know what I think the worst part is about these new movies that are coming out at, at, at a certain point, these movies, I think, are going to overshadow the live-action trilogy. No. No, 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 no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Because I feel like parents... Think about it. You're a parent. What are you going to have your kids watch? A live-action movie uh, called Dora Wimby Kid or uh, the same thing but animated and shorter and asking a lot, lot less from a child's attention span. I feel like parents are going to look at the... At the, at the animated movies, and they're going to choose that over the live action ones. Like I can, I can definitely see that happening. True, that's not a bad point. It, it's I, it's kind of like when you have like when you when your kids like um when you get your kids your first iPad and all that they should you should they just slap on like that um ah oh, crap like those like really god awful cartoons like Coca Melon and all that like you know what I'm talking about right? Yeah, it sort of like matches the sort of just like child distraction culture of yeah, parenting yeah. of just like here you go here's just some yeah here's some stimuli to keep your I, your brain working I thought of the word for that for that that type of animation style I don't remember what it is now it's like f- not factory made it was like it feels very assembly line made assembly, sort of yeah, well yeah assembly line made there was another word that I had for it but yeah assembly line made works perfectly but that's the sad thing also cuz like are the Diary of a Wimpy Kid live action movies? Are they on Disney Plus? They are. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They would okay. Be. Okay. They are. But I still, I still stand by it. I think parents are going to choose the animated ones Fair. over the originals, and like, I don't want that to be the case. But I'm worried that that's probably what's going to happen. Can I give my prediction of where these animated movies are going to go? Sure. They're going to go last, last straw and Dog Days, but then they'll finish there. I don't think that they'll go to yeah. Ugly Truth. You reckon? Yep. I think that that's where they're they're going to cut it off. No. I mean. I hope so, but I don't know, man. This is Disney we're talking about. They'll milk. They'll milk the hell out of this. J- just for just just to have more items on that platform. Yep, yep. We'll, like, cause like I, dude, cause like I haven't been on Disney Plus in forever. So after we watched the movie, just looking through some of the shovelware that was there. Yeah, we were just browsing the catalog today, and it was just it just didn't look good. It no. didn't look good. It just looked like it was all about just content and number, like getting the the number of content. 
higher and higher. Yeah. In the same way of like when you go through Netflix now, it looks like that it's just trying to put as many things out there as possible it's, instead of actually good sort of like film. It's or, literal content farming. That's yeah. what that's the word I wanted to say earlier. It's content farming. Yeah. That's yeah, what completely. it is. It's like it's not made with any passion or anything. It's just there for one money and then also yeah, just like just for content, for content's sake. But, like, have you have you seen any of Wednesday? Like, the the Netflix series Wednesday? No, I don't really... Because, like, I, I like Adam's Family, but, like, I, I don't have any interest in this at all. Like, yeah, I don't I don't care. A lot of, like, those, Nef- those, like, big, trendy Netflix shows that always keep coming out, I have no interest in any of them, really. Like, you get the odd, like, Squid Game and Stranger Things, I'll be like, oh, okay, cool. But then, apart from that, I just... I don't care for any of that kind of stuff. I do not get how this is... How Wednesday is so popular. Actually, no, I I, I do because when, when watching, the, so I watched the first episode. Oh, you did, and I hated it. Oh, you hated it. I hated it because I felt like it was written by an algorithm, mm. and it was something that was that was trying so hard for me to like it without actually being good. Yeah, and trying to like manipulate me into liking it. It feels like very like tr- like try harder. You'd say. Yeah, yeah, complete. Like like looked like analyzed Netflix's algorithm mm. like to such a T. That then they they wrote the script based off of this algorithm so closely, and and then didn't feel like any sort of artful property. It felt like just just content farming and like, <laughs> like manipulating its audience almost. You know, demographic whoring almost. <laughs> you know, you know, it's funny, ironic because like you know that show is also um, I don't know if it's directed, but I know like Tim Burton has a hand in that show. Oh yeah, and like Tim Burton's always like Tim Burton like ever since like. Uh, I don't know, Charlie the Chocolate Factory, he's just been going through, like, the content farming stage. Like, have, do you remember any of his movies post, like, Charlie the Chocolate Factory? And I only say that because, like, I grew up watching that, so I have a bit of nostalgia bias to that movie. But, like, do you remember any of his movies post, like, 2000? Frank and Weenie. Was Frank and Weenie good, though? I actually don't know. I just know that Patrick was really into it. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, like, I don't know. Because, like, I know he did, like, Alice in Wonderland. He did that, like, Miss... Miss Peregrine's home oh, for yeah. weird weirdos or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah, and I look at those posters and I'm just like, this is nothing. This is just like there's no like vision. There's no like where where's the man that like directed Edward Scissorhands that directed oh like that like had a hand in Nightmare Before Christmas because he didn't direct it but he had a hand in it. Like where's that passion that that vision? You know, attaching Tim Burton's name though to Wednesday just feels like like. Autor shilling, right? Like, oh yeah, definitely. Just, like, just let's pop his name on here because he is a brand, well, it, and that's that's all. It's like what it's like what a lot of movies do when they like ah oh, from the producers of Blake yeah, yeah. or like from producer like there was this one movie called The Possession that was like this 2012 horror movie that had like Sam Raimi's name tagged as the producer, and I and like that's they do that to trick you into being like oh this is by th- this guy that I like let yeah, me watch yeah. this like that I fell for it when I was younger because I like Sam Raimi so I watched it and I was like this is garbage and then I, I grew up and I was like oh he was only a producer in this okay it makes a lot of sense like and yeah it's ridiculous all of those freaking like mid 2000s parody movies I say from the producers or from one of the producers of scary movie mm, and oh, it's like yeah that's a that's yeah. a real big example yeah, yeah oh to, and like God. you would see that all the freaking time because that was like the golden the, the golden example of that that genre yeah but but anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway, logic uh, rules. Apart, apart from yeah, let's um, let's get away from our um, our worries about modern about modern film. What what was like almost 
Uh, what, what, what almost felt like promising but really weird was this balance in this film where there were details that of the animation and of the style that were actually quite endearing, I thought. First thing that I saw Yeah, you pointed this, this out. I didn't see it, so please elaborate. Okay, first thing, like, object that I saw that I'm like, okay, that has detail and personality put oh, into it and texture about, yeah. is the loaded diaper van. The, the van? Lo- the van itself, the design of the van actually had texture and, like, it was dirty and had something going for it. Okay. Everything is too pristine and symmetrical and fucking lifeless. Yeah. So, and then you, um, and then, like, obviously later on we saw the drum kit for the, some reason. See, the drum, see, that's the one thing I noticed, noticed that was slightly outstanding. Like, that, I was like... Ooh, they put an extra five dollars into that texture pack. Yeah, Let's go. Yeah, that, that was like the it, it was um like the whole film was made in like Unity four point <laughs> but then they had like a an asset from Unity five point or something. Yeah, they can only afford they can only afford the one um uh, the, the one shader, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, how weird. How weird. So then there's like when they introduce the drum kit, it's really cinematic and crisp it and was, clean. And like some of the shots in there were decent, like showing off the drums, like the with especially like with the combination of like the orangey yellow lighting that they were yeah. using and like the beautiful red and the beautiful like scuffed red sheen on the on the drums like I was like wow that actually it, I'm somewhat interested not not much but I'll take it if anything though it just highlighted to me how much I hated the animation of all the rest of the film yeah. because it has this like big sort of cinematic showcase of the drum kit and then it pulls out to show like Greg in the garage oh, and it's just a white lifeless room and it's like oh well th- this is one asset in an entire film that actually looks interesting it's ridiculous man it's like it's really sad to just see like f- animated films like this that people will show their kids and just like see this just lifeless like bore of um of visual stimuli like you know you go back to like the old Disney movies, they are packed full of life in the visual aspect. And then you watch something, and then when watching this, it's just like, there's nothing to attach to. I'm not going to remember a single, like, shot from this, you know? And I doubt, like, I doubt kids are going to remember, like, any sort of, like, like frame from this movie, you know? It's like, it's just lacking all style. Yeah. All yeah, style to- is yeah, devoid total- in this totally, film. Totally, totally. Yeah. I mean, hey, you know, they got to- they had to keep it consistent. You know, the first one lacked any sort of style whatsoever. They're, they're at least, like... I think that the voice acting was slightly better in this one. Well, like, it, you know, just, it, it was definitely better because the mum wasn't um, recording her lines via Zoom. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The <laughs> mum wasn't freaking... Like, you didn't hear distortion and, like, almost, uh, like, buffering in her freaking boat. If anything, that's kind of worse, though, because now it's just... It, 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 but if That's kind of worse because then it just makes it performance like, very, like... A lot of the performances are just, like, nothing for me, honestly. They're really, really empty voice performances, the, like, like the, all throughout. The voice acting, yeah, I do agree. It has improved a little bit. Mainly just because I think, like the, like, the actors, like, you know, grew up a bit. Like, the guy playing Greg, like, he's okay. Like, he, he's fine. He's just a kid playing a kid. But there's nothing to him. His opening monologue? I hated. I hated his opening monologue. I was just like, man, he is... This... There is... This is the most basic child voice that I've yeah. ever heard in my life. Yeah, there's, there's nothing to it. There's no like, there's no like snide, like pretentious up up himself attitude that like Zachary Gordon had. There's not even like the like even. 
I I hate that I'm giving credit to the long haul, but at least there was a bit more personality with the yeah. Greg in that movie. Like I ha- I hate to give credit to that movie, but there was personality. Like I could look at this kid like, yeah, that's a wimp. That's a wimpy kid right there. Man, um, the long haul would have worked better that script and mm. those like th- like that voice cast if it was done in animation because it was so crazy and like elevated, Hon- right? Yeah, I, yeah, honestly. Where where like here it's just so flat and level. Yeah, devoid of, devoid of life. Yeah, completely, completely. And man, that even going down to the story as well, it's just beat after beat after beat oh with no God, colour. Yeah. No. Like five minutes into li- literally five minutes into <laughs> no, the film. Yeah, that caught me off guard. It gets to the party. Oh uh, yeah. This is like it's terrible. This is like almost end of first act in like the, in yeah, the film. Yeah, in like, like the maybe, live action film. Yeah, half an hour to forty minutes into the film after like establishing the characters and having a bit of back and forth between Greg and Roderick and now with this it's like two minutes into the movie the parents are like okay we're leaving and Greg's like no I can't stay with Roderick and all that there's no like build up to it it's just like alright we're gonna get through we're gonna go through the motions yeah, it's yeah. Just, let's get through yeah as you said beat for beat for beat and that's a problem that the rest of the film has it's just scene after scene after scene yet there's no downtime to d- establish and develop the relationship between brothers so, okay let's get through this let's get through this now yeah exactly Exactly. That's the attitude we're having. Yeah. That's the attitude I'm feeling right yeah, now. Yeah, with this I know, right? Movie. I'm ready to just like just just get to the end of it. Okay, I have some good, some interesting points though later on to bring up. Yeah. Um, but like, th- there's no like ability of like Roderick and and um and freaking Greg. Greg. Yeah. I don't think that they're very likable throughout this much at all. No. And then they just like, and then also, so that eventually in the climax, like Greg screws over Roderick in a way that. He hasn't screwed him over before in any of the live-action films. And then they forgive each other after this? Like, I didn't understand I, is, that. Are you talking about, like, the, the climax of the The film? climax, Oh, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That is... I don't... Like, because, like, if that happened in the live-action movies, Roderick would have, like, disowned him. broken... Yeah, that would have broken them. Yeah. And, like, and then in this one, it's just like, oh, you... You did this thing and I'm hurt by it, but now we're friends after like one conversation. So, so when like, so just to give context, when Loaded Diaper, uh, well, when Roderick is grounded and can't perform in Loaded Diaper, they ask Greg to fill in for him as the drummer, mm. and he's like, "Oh, do I do it? Do I do it?" And then he does. Yeah, he decides to do he, he it. He does it like to and stick it to Roderick yeah, in the way because Roderick, like, oh, lame talent show. Roderick starts act. crying and he's broken, and then goes outside, and Greg's like, "I'm sorry," and then it's like, "Okay, we're all friends now." Yeah. It, what? It definitely it dampens like the one because like I will admit that scene of them reconciling. It's the one scene where I was like, okay, there's something good there in terms of the relationship, but it there's nothing like it's um there was no build up towards it. There was there was nothing. They just need they felt like they needed to put it there just to have the the pre the requisite like oh the brothers forgive each other now. So that it, even an one okay scene like that. It means nothing. It means nothing. Did it get you teary, Kane? Yeah, made me teary because I realised there was only five minutes left. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I was crying tears of joy. We're finishing. We're finishing this up. Thank God. I'll just say, man, for a movie that's an hour and 16 minutes, this is dragged. Oh, my God, yes. This dragged, man. Especially, like, I realised with, um, I think... I think, like, at the start of third act, I'm like, okay, now I just want this to end. Yeah. The rest of it... You kept checking the runtime at yeah, like, near yeah. the end, and I'm like, well, I'm like, yeah, I feel the same, man. Like, I, the, the start, I didn't hate as much. I was just sort of like, okay, you know, I'm just... I'm taking this in, taking yeah. this in. It's, it's whatever. But then I started to actually get antsy and, like, 
horrible. Like, God, yeah, just... We're right in this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, come, come on, just finish it. Come on, like... It's already fast enough, the story beats. Just get it faster. Just yeah. keep it going faster. Yeah, I can't believe for a movie with that short... Again, that short of a runtime would would have the audacity to drag that much. Yeah. Like, it's unbelievable. Well, one more inconsistent thing in this film is that for some reason, the grandpa... I think is animated with detail and like more detail than most of the other characters that actually has some sort of style to him. Yeah. And then also his voice acting has quite a it, bit of personality. It sounded like an actual voice actor doing it him. Did. I don't know who I don't know who he is, but like it sounds like a guy that like I might know. Well, I did some research oh, and okay. this is when I gasped out loud during the film. Okay. So this actor, his name is Edward Asner. Oh, this is the f- this is the guy that they dedicated the film to because he like passed away during that. He movie, died. Yeah. yeah, this was his last film. He has four hundred and ten IMDb wow. credits. Wow, are you serious? And he is the voice actor who does Carl from Up. No. Yep. No, are you serious? I am not even kidding. What? He does Carl from Up. And he he also did he, he well he's done he's done four hundred and ten other things yeah he's been like working for like fifty plus years wow and is actually like has quite a lot of stuff that he's done okay no he's wh- been in Family Guy and American Dad oh a bunch. there we go market quality right like, there he, he's been in a a butt ton of things but mostly yeah like most famously is is Carl of course what yep that's and um, this is his last film before dying that is that is depressing and would have only died months after recording this that is your last piece of work right there B- because you saw that he died in 2021 yeah right? yeah yeah so like it would have been right after yeah the film wrapped up and all that yeah it would have been right after that is so sad is this not and what? and but but kudos to him that it is the only compelling voice work in this film. Okay, yeah, no wonder, like, we were both like, oh my god, this guy actually, like, knows how to voice act and actually has a bit of life to his character. And this is not just us trying to, like, blow smoke up of the ass of the dead, mm. because we were saying this before we knew that he yeah. was, that he died. <laughs> yeah, and, and, it's unbelievable. <laughs> but I just, like, my jaw dropped at that moment when uh, I realised uh, my, my jaw's on the ground right now. Like, I can't, I can't believe this. Yeah. Like, I... <laughs> still trying to fathom it and, and now and also you can totally picture this voice connected to Carl right yeah definitely like without a doubt when I saw that I was like of course of course yeah which also like one of my favorite like Up, Up is my favorite Disney film mm-hmm. of like all time I would say I wouldn't say it's mine but granted I haven't watched it in years but like I, I really do love Up though that, that has the same effect that The Last of Us has where that opening every time every single time yeah. no matter how many times I see it it pulls at my heartstrings mm. like like nothing else. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. Can't blame you, man. Like, the opening's bloody amazing. And his voice work is fantastic in it. Oh, yeah. It he's, is, he's it, great it's an it. iconic performance. Oh, it, iconic performance and also just iconic character as well. You know what's funny? Speaking of Carl, I just want to quickly say something. Just a little quick tangent. Quick... Um, Go I, for it. I was at, at work a couple of weeks ago. I'm like, we're like... F- packing up and all that and there's this one girl that just like looks at me like I barely talk to this girl she just looks at me and is like hey you know who you look like and I'm like who you look like you look like the old man from up and I'm what? I've got the most just dumbfounded expression on my face I'm like how how do I look like Carl from Carl from up explain yourself and she's like because of the glasses and I'm like huh what 
like I, I was I and then and then ever since ever since then every time I'd see her at work she'd always be like hi Carl <laughs> you just spit on her yeah I I I just I just be fuming I just be yelling at her every time but like I was I'm I still don't get it it's like man has glasses man is is up is the guy from up like you know what it is looking what? at you right now it's your hair as well it's the way that your hair is is positioned is also like like Carl's I, style I guess but like. God damn, this is funny as well because this I think this happened right after I turned 22. So man, I guess I, I, old. Get, I guess I am old. Damn, old bro, man. I guess I'm going to have to make my way to Paradise Falls so it seems. Yeah, well, it, it good good movie, well, good character to be to be compared to. Oh yeah, no, yeah. you know, like it, there's worse characters to be compared to, but it's like it's <laughs> so stupid. It is very weird. I just, I just thought, I just remembered that now, and I was just like, oh yeah, I, I want to tell you about this since uh, we're in the topic of up. Oh, oh no, some other things that Ed Asner is uh-huh. is that um he played Santa and Elf, like the Santa. Wait, really? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. no way. Yeah, he's in Cobra Kai. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah, so so like just a crazy amount of amount of things. Damn. Uh, I was in National Lampoon's Christmas Christmas Vacation two. Two? Yep, in the sequel. Wow, I never even saw the original Christmas yeah. Vacation. So, so there's like, yeah, a lot of, yeah, he was a big, big dude, and then finalized his career with this little well, cherry on top. You know, you gotta go. I mean, there is a line in the trailer that's like, like Roger, one of Roderick's rules is always go with a bang. So, oh. his final <laughs> film. He, he ended his career with a bang. Following rest, the Roger rest, rules. Rest in peace, King. Yeah, rest in peace. <laughs> rest in peace, Ed Asner. Oh, man. Um, but oh, pretty much, like, are you are you ready to sort of, like, wrap this up and give your final thoughts on the film? Um, Yeah, like, there's not much to really say. Oh, no, actually, we've got one point I want to I wanna yell at you about. Okay. You called the mum hot in this movie. Can oh, expl- don't can, expose. Can, 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 can to explain? No, not the actual mum. The voice actor. Mm-hmm. The Go voice on. actress. Go on. So uh, let, let's, hear, let's of, hear him out. Let's there was out. a bit of inflection in her voice that I'm like, oh, okay, that's like an attractive voice and certain <laughs> lines. And then I looked up the voice actress, <laughs> yeah. and she was stunning. Oh, yeah, no. So, she's and, like, you cannot deny no, that. No, 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 I cannot deny. I, I, I didn't notice the voice having any inflections of, like, damn, that is beautiful. I noticed a little bit of beautiful beauty inflection but, here and there. Yeah. Okay. Um, but I just sort of, I looked past it until I was going through the IMDb and I was yeah. like, ooh, ooh, yeah. okay, okay. Oh my God. So man. yeah, just just really, really, really strange yeah. side note. Sorry, I, sorry, I just wanted to put you on the spot for a second. That's you fair, know? that's I, fair. Sometimes you've got to be put on the spot to defend yourself. Exactly. And I think you quite well. Yeah, yeah exactly, man. You, you handled yourself very well. And, and speaking of the mum, just to like, uh, really quick, talk about the dad as well. Oh. Still, I, I don't mind the dad in this. I think you the, don't the mind dad the... has some sort of personality. What personality? He doesn't have anything in this movie. He's a, he's a little bit goofy. He's, he's a little bit like goofy and, um, and like, he, he's not, he's not like, a really firm father, like a stereotypical father figure. I don't think he's just a father. He's nothing. He's just like, oh, he's the dad. We got to have a dad in this. Like, like he's just like because like in the books, in the books, the dad sucks. Frank Hefley sucks in the books. He has no character, no personality in the books. He's just the dad, and that's how I felt in this movie. Yeah, there was a tiny bit of life because he had like some goofy voice moments, but like. Look, I don't want to ke- look. I don't want to compare this movie to the original trilogy. All right, I, I want to. I wanted to go into these movies without comparing them. But like, I'm sorry, remember Steve Zahn? Like, just he left such a mark as Frank Heffley that like it's hard to overlook. Oh yeah, completely. it's hard to overlook what came what came before. And I, uh, you know, watching it, I'm trying to like you know see this new Frank Heffley as like his own interpretation. But like, 
again, I, I'm sorry, there's nothing to it. He's just like, oh, I'm the dad, and oh, no, Susan's dancing, and that's embarrassing. Oh, you better not have any parties. Like, this, it just felt half-hearted, honestly, like, to me. Like, he's no Steve Zahn, but I think he has ten times more personality than the long-haul father, who was just business dad. Oh, yeah, actually. <laughs> like, oh, that, that's why I, like, appreciate that there's more expression in this cartoon character, this yeah. fairly lifeless cartoon character, than there is in the freaking business dad of, of the long haul. Okay, well, all right. Well, you know what? Yeah, animated uh, Greg Heffley can go second on the list of um, uh, the top three Greg Hef- yes. uh, Frank Heffleys. Yes, that yeah, is yeah, exactly. not saying much, though. Does yeah. not make me like him anymore. You know, it's at least, like, it's, it's ten times above the other one, though. Yeah. So there's something to say there. Yeah, but then again, also, the long haul dad made me feel rage and frustration this one made me feel nothing so that's just that's just my thoughts right there everything else in that film made me feel rage and frustration so i feel like that frank heffley didn't didn't have much on on top of that Mm. you know like didn't really add much to that yeah i guess i don't know there's all but like you know all the rage and frustration you i I could you could you could tell me all the character names in long haul i could give you separate reasons as to why each character individually (laughs) pissed me off including that stupid godforsaken pig. Oh, yeah, 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 exactly. Dude, I can, dude, I swear to God, if they do make more of these um, animated ones, I cannot wait. If they... I cannot wait if they do long haul. I cannot wait if they do, a, like, an animated long haul movie. I dread dread this possibility but I don't think it will happen I think, I, I think they'll I, go look, to dog days and that they'll give up look if they don't do it then that's great but if, if they do do it well we're gonna be there for it oh we'll, god we'll, we, we will, will be, be in our we will be in our late 20s when that happens <laughs> oh my god we'll be in our late <laughs> 20s talking <laughs> I, about terrible kids movies but you know we'll be here I just also want to appreciate that this is probably the most in depth that anyone has gone online yeah. on this film oh definitely oh no, I want to, <laughs> no. <laughs> please please let us know audience if you found anyone going deeper in depth with Roderick Rules 2022 well someone has to do it and you know what we're um we're we're the first to do it we're, exactly we're, un- we're um we're charting into uncharted uh, breaking new ground man yeah, exactly breaking so, new ground so so my like final thoughts on this film just to get him out of the way mm. is it feels like a film stripped to its bones like live a- the, the live action film is only around 20 minutes longer than this really yes it's only tw- it only has 20 minutes more than this film and that does. film flies by but i'm yes. like having a great time and and the like all the color and personality and texture added to that film in those 20 minutes mm. even when there's like like whole new plot points added in there like like how the live action film opens up like the ro- like the, uh, oh, the rink the, the roller, roller rink. rink yeah yeah like, and then like shit like that you mean like holly hills and also oh, yeah there's no Hol- i don't think there was a holly hills in the books though so like i guess i can't well, really fault the movie in, for that in this movie there's pretty much just like the heft family and Rowley those are the only characters yeah there's only like two scenes of them being in at, no three scenes of them being in high school one of them being the talent show sequence so there's only two scenes of like actual school stuff and only one of and only one of them is an actual interior shot of the school the Fre- other one's an exterior Fregley makes a cameo appearance and that is it covered in makeup oh yeah 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 and and then there's no freaking and her name's not Gina is it what's the um oh Patty Patty there's no Patty Farrell no, no Patty no yeah, no 
no, our boy Chirag's not there's there. There's no Chirag. There's none of these colourful characters that make up the ensemble. Yeah, I know. It's I. It's, it's upsetting, honestly. Yeah. Like, it's just it, this. You know what? It's a skeleton. You know what? I'll give this movie one. Actually, I'll let you. I'll let you finish. Um, your um, that's all. Oh, okay, yeah, that's all. That's pretty oh. much all. Just what you didn't. Have, you didn't have more to say about this movie about this class, this new modern animation classic. I think they were doing the audience a favor by just touching on it and not taking up a whole day of it. <laughs> look, look. Here's an. Here's how I'll wrap this up. If there's one prop, if there's one prop I can give this movie, it makes me want to go watch the 2011 Roderick Rules. And you know what? I'll take any excuse to watch the original Roderick Rules. So awesome. I'm happy for that. Man, so. I'll leave, I'll leave you all with a piece of advice. Don't watch this film and watch the original Roderick Rules instead. Because Roderick most certainly does rule. Good night, everybody. And don't forget to check out our Facebook page at MarathonMeOfficial, all one word, and our Instagram, MarathonMe underscore official, to keep up to date on the podcast. And hey, if you want to get into contact with us, email us at MarathonMePodC, yes, the letter C, at gmail.com. Like a podcast without the arse.